0: Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hey man, what's going on? It's Diehard Derek back here with the Midnight Hustle. You know the spot because you came back. You know I got I bring all the goods here and I bring all the good people. Today I'm talking to. Well, he calls himself now. He's, he's the smoke train conductor, but you know him as WWE Hall of Famer. He was Papa Shango, but he went into, into the HOF as, as the godfather, and he's over here to roll a fatty for all you peoples out there. So, bring give it up, my man, Charles Wright. What's going on, man? How you been? What's going on, my brother? Uh,
1: thanks for having me on the show,
0: man. I'm so glad that you're here. It's been a long time. I've wanted to get you on. Um, you know, obviously, we're going to talk wrestling. We, we, got to, we got to talk about your career, but we'll get to that in a minute. I want, I want to talk about something you got a passion for. And it's this cannabis, man. I, I don't know if, it's, if, if I should be saying that you're an advocate because you're not out there on your soapbox. Like, yo, legalize that shit. Or if you're just like, yo, I like to smoke. I don't give a fuck where it's legal. Just, just let me smoke. Let me be me. Uh, I'm more of a connoisseur. Yeah, that's my figured.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, I don't. I don't really try to get people to smoke, bro. I tell people what smoking has done and how it's changed my life, okay. and what it's done for me. But it ain't for everybody. Right. So I ain't one of them dudes. Is like, hey, man, you gotta. I, I'm not that dude. If you do, or if you have any questions, or you want any answers, I'm. I, I got a lot of them, you know. But. Uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's what it's done for me in my career.
0: Right. And that's the thing. Like, people still give it that stink eye and politicians out there. It's probably because they're still in bed with Big Pharma. They're like, no, nah, we got other drugs we're trying to push over here. Weed's going to fuck up our profit. Um, but it's okay when they start, you know, prescribing zombie pills because your kid's got ADHD. Like, yo, give him a hit a THC. He'll be just fine. He said I'm right. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, in your case over here, like I said, you're not necessarily telling people that they should smoke it. Tell us a little bit about how it has helped you. Uh,
1: I st- I started smoking cannabis for the first time at 27 years old. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason it took me so long is, I mean, I'll be sick. I'm, I'm 60 years old now. So I came up in that time, you know, where this is your brain and this is drugs. And, right. ah, you know, they scared the shit out of us. And I was a hell of an athlete and I was brought up the Athletes don't do drugs, especially right. not that marijuana. And so uh, then when I went to college, I played football in college. I'm like, dude, all these great fucking athletes from track. to, I'm sorry to me cuss. I got no, please do. Please. Um, from track to football, to basketball, baseball. All these dudes are like smoking, mm. but I still didn't smoke. But it was OK to drink a bottle of Jack and take some pills. It was OK right. to do that. But don't smoke that marijuana. So at 27, I'm in the WW, uh, what was it, uh, uh, F at the time, right? Okay. And I came in as Papa Shango. And uh, I'm still, I'm taking, now mind you, now I'm getting hooked on serious pills because now I'm on the road. I'm taking Soma's, Vicodin, Vicoprofen, Perk sets, perkadans Halcyons, I mean, list A to Z, and drinking a bottle of Jack a day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was going through a really bad divorce and uh, I went to see a friend of mine in LA and uh, I, uh, I met this guy named Big Worm, God rest his soul, he's not with us no more, but uh, he got me to try it, 27 years old. So I try it and I'm like, after a little while, I mean, and this guy's, he's like sales to the, uh, all the stars and all the celebrities. Mm-hmm. So he, had, he has the chronic, He has the, right. you know, he has the fire. So I never started off on swag or nothing like that. I started off on the fire. So I smoke it. I think I smoked a bong hit or a joint. I'm not sure what I did, but I smoked it. I'm like, you know what? Man, my elbows don't hurt no more. My back feels better. Dude, I'm moving around better than I wouldn't eat. I'm like, man, this is the best hamburger I ever had in my life. (laughs) A short time after that, within a year, I'd given up. I, I still drink, you know, I have a drink every now and then. Uh, but no pain pills, no over the counter prescription drugs whatsoever. The heaviest I take is the, either Advil or Leave. I think it's called the weed. one of the two. But I, I refuse to take anything. Um, like I said, I'm 60 years old and I think it preserved me. I, I think it, it, it it's just, it's done nothing but good for me. It made me more creative. I'm not one of them, I am a stoner but I'm not one of those stoners that gets stoned and uh, lays around and does nothing. Right. I'm one of those stoners that gets stoned and let's do this. Let's do that. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna go clean the house. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna go work out. I'm one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So as my friends. Most of my good friends say I'm the most productive stoner they've ever met in their lives, <laughs> but it just really works for me. And to this day, man, I'm just, it, it really, I think it saved my life because if I would have kept going down the path that I was with all those pills and drinking, man, it, it was going to catch up to me sooner or later. Like it has so many other
0: wrestlers. Right, right. No, I get you, man. And it's funny because I started smoking around the same time, about 28 or so. And I was going through divorce too. And I'm hurting, I'm aching, I've got anxiety, I've got depression, everything that's going on. That opened my mind up. Luckily, I ended up working things out. My wife, you know, we never, you uh, you know, we kicked out of the whole divorce proceedings and stuff like that. But I'm like... Had I known what this stuff does, and at that time they weren't even talking about legalizing. It was still a dirty word out there. And I'm like, yo, I feel right. better. I feel creative. I feel motivated. I'm not lazy at all about it. Um, but, but it takes away that monkey on your back. And I had anger issues. I I, I, like, I was sort of fight with anybody. I sort of fight with you. I know you're a bouncer. I'm like, look, this ain't gonna end right for me. But my anger, would, would you know, you get that Napoleon compass. I feel like a chihuahua not anymore, man. I'm mellow. I'm happy. I just want to joke around with people. I want peace and love. I just, fuck all that shit. I don't don't need all all that tension in my life and I'm good. So, um, so what, what do you smoke? You sativa or indica?
1: I'll smoke either. If I, if I have, there's very few pure sativas or pure indicas out there anymore. Everything's a hybrid of one or the other. There's very few pure things. They both affect me the same way. If I had my choice, I'd probably go sativa. I smoke, I do more dab. I, I'm probably 90% dabber and then 10% flower. Okay. But right. I'm a big dabber because the, the flower is more just to mellow me out. It doesn't get me medicated the way that I want to. And I think that's partly because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like 15, 20 dabs a day.
0: Right, right. Oh, you go going that be all right. So you're smoking all day long. It's not like, all right, yeah. I, I, did my, I took care of my responsibility. Let, let me kick off the night with a drink and, and, and a little bud. Um, a
1: drink is very seldom, but is you know, well, I I start, I get up, I go to bed really, unless I'm on the road, I go to bed at home here in Vegas by nine, nine 30, I'm asleep right. and I'm up by three, three 30 in the morning and I'm smoking right away. I, you know, first thing I do every morning, rain or shine is I'll roll a joint mm-hmm. I go get in my jacuzzi and I'll start my day smoking a joint. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see me out there at three, four in the morning, sometimes smoking. And I start my day. Um, I usually, I go to bed by nine, so I don't eat past six. And I usually don't smoke past six. So you're just wasting the high, You're just going to sleep high. Right. But, uh, I mean, I caught bronchitis uh, two weeks ago. I'm just getting over it. That's why I might sound a little uh-huh. stuffy and wheezy. And I'm not supposed to be smoking. But I took a couple hits a couple, like, an hour ago. But I wish I wouldn't have because I'm already
0: caught. You're already feeling that choke,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I've been doing some edibles, some... Uh, I, you know, I'm not trying to advertise for nobody, but this, this stuff here, it's called liquid karma oh. and it's, this is four ounces. It's a hundred mil or thousand milligrams of THC syrup. Hmm. And I've tried a lot of these before. And they kind of, you know, when this one says it's a thousand milligrams, it's a thousand. And I was on a podcast yesterday and, uh, I drank, let me see, I drank almost half of it. So I took a little, you know, I took it about 500 milligrams. And about the end of the podcast, I couldn't even talk. I was like, okay. <laughs> So that, that's what I've been doing. The edibles—I don't really like the high from the edibles, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it's more of—I don't like that high, and right. so I don't do much of them. But right now, I'm surviving on this THC syrup. like I, I just took a couple, couple bong hits out of my, out of my Papa Shango bong.
0: Yo, I'm loving that, man. Was that custom made for you?
1: Yeah, Jerome Baker, a uh, famous um, blower. He has a Las Vegas Dream Factories here in Nevada, or in Las Vegas. And he blew this, they, they blew this for me, this Papa Shango piece. Nice. It's old school, that stamp. That's is. old Jerome Baker piece, you know.
0: All right, all right. So are, are you mostly bong, or do you do bowls and blunts? Um,
1: brother, <laughs> I, uh, I don't do any blunts. The cigars, okay. I don't like the, the wraps anymore. I do uh, rips off of uh, just bong rips, mm-hmm. you know, I'll hit rips off of the, the G pin, the rips. I'll hit the, that I'll, uh, I'll hit the, uh, the Rio. Okay. I'll hit uh, the, the, uh, so you got the toys. factory over there. <laughs> oh bro. You wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe all this shit I have. I But people send me a lot of stuff. Okay. The cool stuff I keep, the other stuff I give away.
0: All right. All right. So let me ask you a question. I, I know you're down with, with Cypress Hill and Dr. Green Thumb dispensaries. I heard that there's a, a Godfather and a Shango Strain. Is, is that out yet?
1: Well, there is no Shango Strain yet. We're working on that. But there is.
0: Oh, there. There we go. That's what I'm
1: talking it, about. It's baby. It's called right. Insane Godfather. Um, wow. Yeah. It's, it's at all the Dr. Green Thumbs in L.A. That's uh, gonna. It's, they've been out for like a couple of weeks. So it's supposed okay. to be some more out Friday. But, yeah, man, it's really good stuff, you know? That's all I got left of it in
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, next time I'm out in Vegas, I'm going to find that. So, wait, it's not in Vegas. It's only at their dispensary. California. In, uh, California? All
1: right. California. I do have a strain coming out in Vegas real soon, mm-hmm. and I have some edibles coming out, and I have a, 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 a candy bar Okay, coming out that has THC. But that's all in the works.
0: Nice, nice. And you're getting kickback from that, obviously, because they're using your likeness. Mm-hmm. You're getting a kickback because they're using your likeness. They got Oh, yeah, of course. I okay, mean, you do good. a collab
1: with these guys, you get paid. Good, good, man. You so know, but me- it's not even about that. It's not even about that. It is, but it isn't. I mean, I'm no yeah. millionaire, billionaire, but I'm all right. I'm doing
0: all right. Okay. Yeah, you're doing fine.
1: And, uh, you know, if it's not good stuff, I ain't going to put my name to it. This is it, it, all the insane, insane is uh, Dr. Green Thumb, B Real's brand. Okay. So Dr. Green Thumb, they sell all brands, but the insane is more exclusive. It's a little bit more expensive, but anything that says insane on it is fire. There ain't no, it's all fire. I'm
0: going to check that out. All fire. That's good shit there. So let me ask you a question when it comes to to weed in sports, because like a lot of the the teams and the major league organizations, they're starting to say, oh, you know, we're cool. We're going to let it slide. If it shows up in, in a piss test, we won't consider it dirty. But you told, look at sports entertainment. I mean, Manny Machado ain't doing like 450 splashes off the top rope when he slides into third base. And Vince McMahon is just like, yo, if we test you for piss, that's it. It's a wrap. You're done. You're out of here. Like, how can a professional team of professional athletes be okay? Like, look, weed is good because it's better than you being on steroids. It's better than, than you taking uh, painkillers and getting addicted to opioids. Um, I, I don't have to worry about you partying all night because you're probably going to fucking pass out in your hotel room and you're going to make your flight the next day. But WWE still has that stank on weed. What, what's up with that?
1: Well, what you're, not, what you're failing to realize is that's a big corporation. And they answer to a lot of people. So if they let people smoke weed that's not federally legal, mm. then he's still breaking the law no matter if it's legal in states. If it was up to Vince, Vince would have everybody smoking. Vince is no fool, man. Yeah. But, I mean, he has people to answer to, and it's a big company. He just can't say, okay, it's okay to smoke weed. Because what happens if you go to some state where it's not legal, right. they bring the police in, they test you. and I, just, and it, I mean, there's a lot of legal things. It ain't because Vince don't want to. The second it becomes legal, mm-hmm. Vince will be the first one on that wagon. I mean, Shane owns a co-op in uh, California, big co-op. Oh, get out. He's not against weed. He's just, okay. he's a businessman. Right. He would much, be, I'm telling you, I know this 100%. <laughs> take it from me. He would much rather see people smoke cannabis than all this other stupid shit if it was up to him.
0: And Believe you know, me. It, 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 it gets me because, I mean, now it feels like it's, it's the prohibition days where some places it's legal, some places you got to hide it. You got to get it from, from, your, from your boy, you hook up, you connect. Um, like, like, like you said, once it becomes legal everywhere, you know, nationwide, we shouldn't have a problem with it. I just feel like like right now, how do you look back in the 90s when you were in, in the midst of, of the attitude era and you have this character, you're going out there talking about rolling a fatty and doing all these things. How were you actually getting your weed to the shows?
1: I I I I. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't like
0: rolling in your butthole, I did, like uh, yo, I, I got.
1: <laughs> I've been, I smoked the whole time I was in the WWE. I'm not going to discuss my test or my or my health record, uh-huh. but I smoked the whole time I was there, and I kind of had an unwritten rule with people that I wouldn't travel with it. Mm. Because no, you know, the worst thing you can do is be caught. Godfather gets caught in the airport yeah. with an ounce of weed, and so I would not travel with it. How I, I mean, it's easy to get. It's like anything's easy to get, yeah. but I got it through my hose.
0: The hose? You said in a hose. out doing the dirty work for you.
1: <laughs> no, what I would do is after I used them one time. I mean, you make the loop, so you're gonna say, you're, say you're uh-huh. where you at?
0: I, I'm, right now, I'm in Tampa, but I'm originally from Brooklyn. Okay, so say we're
1: in Tampa. So they go down to the dollhouse and they pick up some girls. Yeah. So then the next time they come, they do the deal. So I'll tell them, hey, listen, if you want to do this next time we're in Tampa, because you're going to be back in a loop in four months uh-huh. or so, you're going to be back there. I would tell them, this is what I want. All you have to do is show up. You don't have to wait for anybody to call you. You don't have to wait for anybody to show up. You say you want a Godfather's hose. Yeah. I'll take care of that part. This is what I want. And I would tell them because usually you're only there one day. I was like, right, dude, I need a quarter or half ounce of the best weed you got. It probably I probably would ask for a half. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want you to get my sin. And you're, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll be honest to tell you what I used to tell them. I'm like, I need either from your, I don't care if it's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever it is. I said, but they'll be so glad you ain't sucking my dick that you're going to get me <laughs> some good weed. And, uh, So when I, and then it got to the point where they would want the girls to meet me at the hotel because they would have a limo take me and the girls to the, uh, I I mean, I would show up dressed as the godfather. Mm -hmm. So they would take us to the building. So the girls would show up to my hotel room a couple hours early, you know, and I'd take them down there to pool. And if they drank, let them drink. If they took pills, I'd take pills. If they smoked, we smoked. But they would bring me my weed. But I mean, after a while, bro, I can't go anywhere without people giving me weed the only thing is a lot of time you get boofy oofy bunky weed and i won't smoke that shit so yeah i try right. to be polite and i'll take it but i i mean i throw away a lot of weed you're you that... give it away because i refuse to fly i will not fly with it it is yeah i mean i could have it seconds when i get off the plane when i need to fly with it and usually exactly. it's not that good
0: yeah why, so why, why take the risk it? you you ever and, have to raise your pimp hand to a hoe that brought you some reggie with some some thick seeds in them no, man. no, no,
1: I, I, I never, you know what, as I think, I don't think I ever got no bad. No, I'd never get that no seeds in it. But uh, if, if I didn't really like it, I usually probably had a backup on me anyway and I just okay. give it to the boys that yeah. did smoke. I'd go, Hey man, you know, I don't smoke it because I also, no matter where I went, I had friends right. that I smoked with. And so like, Hey Godfather, I got you covered, man. After the show, or where you're staying at, I'll bring it you by your hotel. I, I had no lack of, of cannabis, believe That's me. It's
0: good. No yeah. lack of it. Ever. And with the gimmick, they knew you were looking anyway, so they, they were already prepared once they came to the show.
1: WWF was promoting it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm the only wrestler, and this RVD and whoever else you want to put into this mix. I'm the only WWEF wrestler to ever have an authorized. Mm-hmm. shirt from the wwe that has marijuana leaves on it i had two of them so i mean that was the gimmick but yeah. i'll tell you this the wwef that whole thing they've always been super cool with me and they didn't fuck with me i just let it go with that
0: good good vince knew you smoked though he was aware the boss knew. Before, <laughs> before they went public
1: uh vince is uh, vince is very aware that i mean everybody's very aware that i smoke.
0: You, you never were like, yo, Vince, hit this shit. You might write Raw better next year. have never week. seen Vince smoke. I don't
1: think – I've never seen Vince smoke, and if he did, he wouldn't smoke behind anybody, you know, because right. he, he's smart because of germs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he, he's not against it. He, he's good. Cool. He's, cool. he's seen me smoke plenty of times. Yeah. Bro, I didn't – I did not – I never hid the fact that I smoked, and that's why we did the gimmick is because mm-hmm. that's what I did. So I never hid it from nobody. I, I, I was proud of the fact that I wasn't taking – pills and drinking yeah, yeah. and then at my age if you look at other wrestlers my age man they look bad bro yeah it's because they're still drinking and not just wrestlers just entertainers whatever they're still partying like that they're still taking the pills they're still drinking and it catches up to it man
0: you said you just turned 60 recently
1: in may i turned 60 years bro, old you don't yeah. look at it
0: at all at all <laughs> no, I, just I don't like... act it either yo I... <laughs> Yo, I just watched Fast and Furious 9, which is the drizzling shits, by the way. I know John Cena's in it, whatever the get. But, yo, you could easily play Vin Diesel's older brother. You got the voice. You got the note. You look like him, <laughs> my guy. And as I'm saying, you still look young. 60? Never. I never would have guessed yeah,
1: it. Yeah, most people are surprised. And, you know, I was talking with Taker a couple of days ago, and he's like, and we were talking, actually, we were talking about Vince, and he told me that mm-hmm. He told me that, I'm like, Dad, you know, we're, he's like, Vince asked about you. And we just said that, that, this, I showed him your bag and everything. So, I mean, they're, they're really cool with me. But Taker even tells me, he goes, bro, he goes, he's three and a half years younger than me. And he's like, bro, I look like I'm 20 years older than you. He goes, and he knows, because he's I, he's been one of my best friends since about 1988. And he's mm-hmm. like, bro, that cannabis is. Really done do you will. I will say this it's made you a better person, it seemed to have preserved you. Yeah, but like you said, you had anger problems. Woo! You too. A lot of people know me as the bear. Was not? a lot of people don't know? Man, I was a biker, like a serious, I serious heavy
0: duty. Hold up, but I heard you were an outlaw biker. Now, when I think outlaw yeah. biker, I'm thinking sons of anarchy, you run running guns and drugs. Uh, and oh, shit, we're, like yeah, but we were we, we weren't
1: we weren't TV guys, we were real guys.
0: Yo, so and, you were living the life
1: though um i was the only black dude in an outlaw motorcycle <laughs> club all and right. they used to tell people i was puerto rican and shit i mean i ain't no i ain't puerto rican not against puerto rican people i'm like I'm no, Puerto, puerto Rican. I, I yeah you because were but dude i was like a real the real deal the I mean, I, i've had all these tattoos you know i've had this stuff since i was yeah, yeah. 85 86 i've been tatted up I and mean, there was no black people tatted up like this but it was because i was a biker but that guy's known as Bear, uh-huh. and Bear is not a bully, but Bear's mean, and Bear takes no shit, and Bear's a totally different person than me. And if I go like four or five days without smoking, that guy will start coming out a little bit. I'll become a lot shorter with people. I'll just—I'm mm-hmm. not as friendly. Yeah. So for me, it's medication.
0: Okay, okay, I get it. It's just personality adjustment, I guess. <laughs>
1: bro. Like I said, I, I, the only reason I'm, I'm smoking now, like I smoke today is because I'm not supposed to, they're asking me to take like a week off. It's hard for me to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And B-Real's like, bro, just to, I'm like, B, you know more than anybody. Shit, I smoke all the time, bro. I mean, you can't smoke for 33 years mm-hmm. straight, and then all of a sudden, I mean, it's part of my life, and it's, it's like a cigarette habit almost with me. I just enjoy smoking. Right. And then the fact that I dab all the time, eh.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny because, like, when I was doing my research, I know you were a star athlete in high school and you, I think you got a full ride to, to, to college and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in the strip club industry. Now, I guess being a biker makes sense where you were hanging out a lot of the times. But like, yo, fuck it, I'm going to work over here. I can make better money than getting a, a nine to five. Um, but what, what's it like getting into the strip club business and adult entertainment and then staying in it for so long and being successful at it?
1: Just got out of it. We, I, I was part owner of a club called Cheetahs here in Las Vegas. And we sold it three years ago, mm-hmm. but I, up until that man, the whole time I wrestled and everything, I was still part of that business. Um, I had got hurt playing football, um, bought me a Harley, uh, started messing with strippers, started bodyguarding strippers. I'm only like 19 years old and shit, working in clubs, bodyguarding for strippers. And then when I got out of uh, college in like 83, I got out of college and I'm like, what am I going to do now? And so, uh, I mean, I got hurt. Really, I hurt my knee real bad. So that kind of screwed up football. And uh, like, what am I going to do now? So a friend of mine's dad owned some strip clubs in Las Vegas. and He's like, hey, Big Bear, man. He goes, these guys are making three, four hundred dollars a day. I mean, back in the 80s, that's a lot of money. He goes, all you have to do is come out here. So I went home and I was married at the time. I had a 55 Ford pickup. I had a bike. And then she had just bought, we just bought her a 1983 Mustang 5.0. They just came out, convertible. Uh And I was working for a trucking company. So we loaded all that shit up, moved to Vegas, started working as a bouncer. I was maybe a bouncer for a month. And then the bartenders got fired for beating the hell out of somebody. And from that Point on. I was never a, a bouncer again. I was either a bartender or a manager or an
0: owner. That would bounce. <laughs> check that shit out. That's good. That's good. My one like he's a brother to me, but he passed away about 15 years. You might have know. You remember Billy Firehawk?
1: I remember the name.
0: Yeah, he was an ex wrestler. He lived. He lived out in Vegas. His wife did some work out there too, um, some S work. But he he was one of the bouncers at, at a couple of different clubs out there. He used to mention you all the time at the Cheetah. So we used to roll oh, up and yeah. like, ah, he's not at the house. But yeah, big guy, like uh, passway. Bear. Stuff. Bear's got a reputation. Yeah, in <laughs> so, all right, let me ask you this. Because, it, again, parallel lives that we're living over here. Um, by trade, I, I'm a video producer and director. That's why I create content. I do all the stuff with the radio stations and then just whatever, right? Also the rest of the business. Um, but then once people see your work and they're like, hey, man, um, you're really good at that would you be, would you consider shooting adult entertainment? I was like, well, if the money's good and I'm not on video, yeah, why not? I'll be the Tarantino fucking porn. I don't give a shit. Right. How come you never made that transition there to make that big bucks? You know, go, you in Vegas already. AVN's rolling through. Well,
1: you, you don't think you make big bucks in a strip club? I guarantee <laughs> no, no, thinking... you, I guarantee <laughs> you guys in strip clubs make a lot more than porno guys.
0: Oh yeah? A so lot right.
1: more. Okay. I mean, I, a lot, I, Shoot, don't kid yourself, bro. I'd be <laughs> easy to make easily make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year at a strip club. Easily wow. make that much. Yeah, yeah. That's not taxed. Uh-huh. Not that I did, but I mean, don't kid yourself, man. There's a lot yo. of money in that business, especially when you get to the level of a manager, a general manager, uh-huh. or an owner.
0: But you, you said you you sold what three years ago? Yeah, just it was like right. a year before COVID
1: hit. We sold I was gonna it.
0: ask, how'd you get through COVID? You're like, yo, no lap dancing. Don't slide the dollars. In there was, there was
1: three, three owners. I was, I owned 22% of it, which was a, okay. a, a good chunk. And, uh, I was trying to get them to sell it. I'm like, dude, this business is changing and it has changed. Mm-hmm. And then they finally sold it. But, you know, and I got my little retirement money out of it. And, uh, you know, I probably would be hard to get me to go in a strip club these days.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: I just well, don't well, I said, have to you, it's too much
0: for you already. It's already it's out of your system. Uh bro, I mean that's a lot of years
1: being around naked women, man and I
0: know. You
1: know, it's I it, it, it people have changed, the girls have changed, the mm-hmm. business has changed. It ain't my cup of tea no more, man. I'm glad we sold when we did.
0: Yo, but shout out to your wife because like me, we both have wives that are are very tolerant. Of what we do. They give us that trust. They give us that respect. They know we're going to make good decisions. You know, you're out there working strip clubs, managing strip clubs, working as a, as a pimp on TV with hoes in, in different area codes. And she's like, <laughs> my wife's the same. She's like, look, go out there, make your money, do what you do best. Don't bring it home. If you want to be with them, then fucking go with them. Don't bring that shit home. But I trust you. And your wife must have been the same thing to you. She must have been that inspiration because I know she came up with the Godfather giving. you always giving her credit, except for the Hall of Fame speech. Not- yeah, that's heat right there, bro. How do you oh, forget under am doing the Hall of Fame? <laughs>
1: She's in thank God she's you would bring that shit up that that I still get heat for that. She's in Peru for two weeks. Her her girlfriend went to Peru for two weeks. So to see some shaman and my Uh wife's in it, but yeah, that's, that, that was, uh, that was, I was, yeah, that was a big mistake. But you know what? Um, she's the one that came up. My wife, I met her in a club. Mm -hmm. She was a dancer. We've been married 23 years. She was a dancer when I met her. And, uh, she came up with the whole godfather everything man man that's great she came up with the everything she's like uh first you know my wife was like this she goes if any the people actually got to see what you're really like they're gonna fucking love you they're not gonna make you a voodoo man they're not gonna make you a militant and ultimately right. fire they're just gonna let you be yourself yeah. my high self not the bear but my high self <laughs> yeah. and that's all it is man and i she uh she made, the, she had, we had a jeweler making jewelry, a seamstress making clothes, an airbrusher. We had a bunch of people working for us and she took care of all that. All I did was
0: stay high and entertain. That's it, that's it. You, you came know? up with the dialogue, she came up with the character. Yeah. To this
1: day, like you see these hats back here? Yeah, yeah, I see I you. mean, when I get low on hats, she'll replace them and glasses, I wear the same, you know. She's on top of it, bro. She's, you know, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And this is the God's honest truth. In 23 years, that we've been married, married, never cheated on her.
0: Why? Why? Not Would one time. Him?
1: Not with any of them hoes. Them, them <laughs> the hoes are hoes, man. I, and That's... I used to tell people, "What the I, the boys love me because they go through them hoes." But I'd be like, "Man, what's this hoe gonna do for me? She gonna mend- exactly, I right. got too much to lose, man. She ain't gonna wait? She gonna raise your
0: kids? She gonna feed my, you? She gonna clean? Fuck that. My back. wife's beautiful. She's a freak. What <laughs> <laughs> fuck? What else she want? right well why fuck that up if you got something you're going what? home to and the thing is man all that time that you're in the strip clubs and and, and you're playing you know a pimp on t you get desensitized to pussy real quick you're like i've seen titties i'm good i'm gonna go home yeah, yeah. and that's you know you don't need that that fucking mess
1: it's, it's yeah man you get t- then these yeah you know it is what it is yeah. thank god because it, it, it's the this wrestling is cool but people don't know about me is wrestling was my second job it wasn't my first Right. My first job was the strip clubs. Uh-huh. The wrestling part for me was a way for me to have fun and get away from all this nonsense. And at that time, wrestlers were a lot different than, you know, guys were all big, strong, crazy, drinking right, fools, right. partying fools. And I was around about a bunch of people like I was, you know, big guys right. that were, you know, tough guys, strong guys that could drink, could fight, could uh-huh. fuck, you know. And uh, that was that was a break for me. Wrestling was never my number one job.
0: It, it always seems like like every time, like even the Shango character or the comic character, once they started getting saved, like, you know what? I had enough. I don't, I don't need this. I'm bouncing. Call me if you got something better for me.
1: Wrestling was fun for me. Mm-hmm. When I wasn't having fun, I would leave. Okay, I went through a bad divorce as Papa Shango. That's why I started smoking. Mm-hmm. I left, told Vince. And Vince and Taker were like, man, you might need to leave. I'm getting in fights. Just, mind you, there's no social media back then. Yeah. There's no cell phones. You no, know, I take pictures of you. There's no ESPN, mm-hmm. so whatever happened in the town stayed in that town. And bro, I was getting in like real fights, real fights every night. We're taking with pulling me off of somebody, or so I, I just you know. That's why I said that's when I started smoking. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So but, uh, you know, you you end up um, you know you, you get in, in, into these fights, you get into these altercations out there. This is, I mean, a lot of shit's happening during the Attitude era. I know you calmed down back then, but. With the growth of social media, with smartphones itself, could the Attitude Era even happen in 2021 now? The way they partied, the way they fucking went out there and just wild out? Not at all. That's, but you know
1: what? That was part of the fun of it now. I mean, I haven't, in the last two WrestleManias, uh, in the last 12 years, I've been to WrestleMania 10 times because I'm still under a contract with it. It's called a Legends contract. Okay. And uh, they still, they keep you relevant, but they, they bring you to WrestleMania every year and you're just doing signings and stuff. But I told my wife, I'm like, I don't even want to go anymore. It's not fun. It's a job. It used to be a chance to hang out with the boys, right. go down. the we, it, we had something called the bewitching hour at 12 o'clock. Everybody would meet at the bar. Everybody would get drunk and have mm-hmm. fun. Nobody does that anymore because they're too afraid. Somebody's going to take a picture of them oh, here, take them in a conversation, show them taking shots, showing them, on some girl they ain't supposed to be on. Right, so right. Nobody does that anymore. And when I was in wrestling, not everybody was friends, but you were family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something by seeing, I'm just going to say, it's just say Dustin Rhodes, and he is a friend of mine, but I seen Dustin Rhodes getting the fight. Even though I might not like Dustin Rhodes, I'd be over there helping him in that fight. Right, right. And it's not like that anymore. And so it's more a business now, and it's mm-hmm. more how many followers you have. and. You know how many likes you get. And uh, it's just a different business now. But I ain't one of them dudes that, but, you know, I'm I, I'm not hating on nobody. Uh, wrestling changed. If wrestling has changed it's because people want it to change mm-hmm. and the promoters are just keeping up with the times, I just say I'm very proud and lucky to have been part of the Attitude Era.
0: Yeah, man, that was a great time. So, I mean, you mentioned his family. It's a brotherhood. I, I'm sure you get this question all the time, talking about BSK. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you had DX, the politicians are one, and, and Vince's here being creative, trying to get themselves over. You guys were more laid back. You guys were more a brotherhood, a family, just like, yo, listen, we don't want none of that bullshit. We just want to do our job, fuck around at the end of the night, have a couple of drinks, play our dominoes, and that's it. Did did it cause heat between you and, and the other groups backstage?
1: No. Okay. Okay. First of all, BSK would have went, if it was a real fight, BSK would have went (laughs) through anybody, no matter what group it was. Okay, but it wasn't about that. I was just as much, I was just as much friends with Razor, Sean, Triple H. I'm, I'm still friends with those guys. BSK, like you said, we were a bunch of guys that rode together, hung out in strip clubs together, played dominoes together. We were just, that was our crew. But, uh, you know, nobody would have messed with us. But we weren't trying to mess with nobody. It wasn't even about yeah, that. It was just about us watching each other's back.
0: The boys ever be like, yo, yo, Charles, your segment's over, right? Can I, You mind if I take one of these hoes to the shower for a little sloppy toppy? <laughs> I, I
1: will say I was,
0: gonna say no ain't
1: say no name. I will say this. That probably the happiest time ever in the locker room is when I was bringing them hoes around.
0: <laughs> you know, man, uh, so, I mean, playing a pimp character, I mean, I, the, one of the things I love about you is that you're not a mark for the business. You're not even a mark for yourself. But <laughs> when you got that call and they were like, hey, man, we want to put the godfather in the Hall of Fame. Like, something that, that a creation of yours that, that is technically co-created by your wife to be <laughs> immortalized and enshrined in a Hall of Fame. Again, you were a star athlete as a kid. You go do this thing, like, yeah, I'm going fuck around in the wrestling business. But now forever, you'll forever be known as a Hall of Famer. Were you shocked to get that call? Um. Yeah,
1: I thought because of the pimp thing that, that that would hold me up, but I mean, if you really look at the body of work, I mean, people today still talk about me and the warrior, and I made the warrior throw up. I was part of building the rock up to be what he is in mm-hmm. the nation, the domination. I mean, I was part of the god. I was godfather. I mean, that was the party attitude. So, um, I was actually, I was going to the gym, and Mark Carano, who's not there anymore. Mark Carano called me, he's like, hey, uh, Bear, you all ready for uh, WrestleMania? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm ready. He goes, well, who are you bringing? I'm like, who am I bringing? Is you bring your wife, your kids, what? I'm like, what the fuck does it matter who, what I'm bringing, bro? He goes, well, he goes, we want to know. I'm like, well, why do you want to know? He goes, because Vince is putting me in the Hall of Fame this year. He goes, your name came up for the first time and Vince says, Charles, Charles for sure. We're putting Charles in for sure. And so I'm like, cool. I'm like, I never thought a pimp would get in there. <laughs>
0: Yo, so let me ask you a question. So being the pimp, right, um, you know, WWE is notorious for always bringing and trying to incorporate some kind of celebrities there. And I know they had Snoop Dogg on many occasions. His entourage usually has pimps, like Don Magic Juan. You never had any heat with some real-life pimps because of the character you're portraying?
1: Dude, I'm five, 300 fucking pounds. Fucking <laughs> Who's going <gonna laughs> to fuck with me? <laughs> with tattoos all over me.
0: Yeah.
1: Smoking weed in the... Smoking weed in front of every motherfucking body. Taking a shot of Jack. Who the fuck is gonna fuck with me?
0: I, I think one guy. What's up with Ice T? A
1: long time ago, <laughs> man. That was squash. That was a long time ago, and it, that's that was probably just as much my fault as his. Okay. That—that right. I mean that was like, like '92. That's a long time ago.
0: Oh, that's way back. That's New Jack City days. <laughs> yeah. Let, it is. Let, let, him, let him try that shit with Sergeant Tutuella, and if I'm like, yo. Listen, you don't fuck with hoes anymore, right? You find them dead in a dumpster. Get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I got no problems with him.
0: <laughs> That's good shit, man. Um, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned Papa Shango. I, I was a bit growing up as a kid. I mean, I, I was already a teenager, but Papa Shango was, was different. Again, I'm Puerto Rican. I seen my grandmother doing Santaria and shit like that. She didn't like my, my uncle's girlfriend. She get like the bodega candles and the statues and shit like that. She slaughtered a chicken. I'm like, oh. Damn, what are you doing over here? So when you saw Papa Shango, I thought you were Puerto Rican. Papa Shango sound great. So as I got older, I would try to teach my kids, and they always like the guys with the mask or the paint. And I put them on to Papa Shango. They're like, what's Papa Shango? I'm like, yo, hold on, I'll be right back. I went, I painted my face. I chased them around the house. To this day, <laughs> they still lose their shit if I mention Papa Shango's name. <laughs> but yo, you know, but you it was right? actually,
1: what's it up? was supposed to be, it's actually Shango, it's Papa Shango. Shango. Okay, but I thought I didn't like the way it sounded. It sounded country to me, Papa Shango. Right, and so I'm like, I just start saying Shango. I like Shango better because it's actually spelled Shango.
0: Right, right, and that's off that live and let die cat, that Bond character, right?
1: That's exactly when that. uh, when Vince hired me, I was I was working at the, a strip club called the Crazy Or Salute, mm-hmm. and he. Called me at the club and they're like, Hey, dancers, like, Hey, Vince McMahon's on the phone. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, what's up Charles. This was Vince." I'm like, Oh shit. It is him. He goes, I want you to go. When he hired me, he goes, he goes, you got a body of a monster, but you got a baby face. Hmm. He goes, I got to do something with your face. Your face don't match your body. And so uh, he called me, he's like, I want you to go rent the movie, live and let die. And I already knew the
0: movie. You knew that shit. All right.
1: And he goes, there's a voodoo character in there. And that's where they got it from.
0: All right. All right. But it's it's a great character. It's legendary. People still talk about it. I know they were talking about rebooting that character at some point, possibly before the Godfather, but there might've been an opportunity for, for you to jump to WCW and join the NWO. Is it because they came with you with the Godfather gimmick or, or what happened there?
1: No, I, my contract was coming up, and that's when every, you know WCW was throwing out crazy money. Right. So I had worked out a deal with some people, and it was pretty good deal. And uh, then all of a sudden, I'm not getting a call, right? And I'm calling. I'm calling these guys. They're not calling me back. All of a sudden, I see Virgil pop up. And they basically decided to save a lot of money and go with Virgil instead of me because Virgil did it for a third of what I was asking. Right. And then they kind of clowned Virgil anyway, and I wouldn't, they wouldn't, I wouldn't allow them to clown me like that. Yeah,
0: no, nah, you don't need that shit on your So, way. I mean,
1: it was cool because I just resigned as the godfather.
0: That's good shit, though. So I, I've been meaning to ask you, man. Um, back, I want to say it was maybe Mania 11. So I had the opportunity to really chill with the boys at, at the uh, the WrestleMania party in, in uh, uh, I think it was Hartford, Connecticut. And yeah. one of the dudes I was hanging with that night was Yokozuna. And then, you know, you see Yoko, and, and Yoko is just like, all right, you don't know, he's Samoan, but he plays a Japanese character. But my brother was over there listening to gangster rap and just freestyling in the bar. I lost it. Not what I expected to see. What good Yoko stories you got?
1: Yoko could rap his ass off. <laughs> Yoko was a gangster. <laughs> Yoko was born in San Francisco. Like he, Yoko's tr- a true gangster. Could rap, could play basketball. I'll tell you a story. Um, Me, uh, I'm driving. Back then, we used to rent cars. You rent Cadillacs or rent Continentals. Yeah. So we're in one of the two. I'm driving. Yoko's to the right of me. Paul Bearer or somebody's behind me and Taker's on the other side. And I'm chewing. I used to chew tobacco. I'm chewing tobacco, spitting in a cup. I got my Hank Williams Jr. on. This is like I'm Papa Shango. Got my Hank Williams Jr. on, singing, driving down a road, spitting. Yeah, oh, just singing. Yoko's sitting over there, right? Yoko looks at me, looks at the cassette deck, looks at me, looks at the set deck, rolls his window down, or put his window down, mm-hmm. ejects my tape, grabs it, and throws it out the window. And I'm like, man, what the fuck you doing, man? And he goes, hey, motherfucker, anybody ever tell you you black? <laughs> I mean, I listen to black news, but I mean... Yeah, From so but... 1980 to 1990, I just listened to country music. So there ain't a country song written in, in the 80s up to the 90s that I don't know. And it was just what I listened to because those are the type. I was hanging around bikers.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, you listen to Led Zeppelin, Leonard Skinner, you know.
0: Right, right. Uh, you You're well-coached. You, music.
1: Yeah, just not for I mean, that
0: car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. So then I started, you know, at that point, that was the end of country music. It never came back in the car.
0: <laughs> yo it, it's funny you mentioned that uh, I worked for WCW for a couple of years uh, I was doing like their online stuff and um, I had the opportunity to really ha- to hang out with Kurt Henning but Kurt had a bad night it was during that whole rap is crap thing he was singing the country music and we go into the bar and I didn't like bothering the boys because I'm not one of the boys I just happened to work there he's like yo die hard over oh, yeah. here so I'm like oh what's up Kurt he's like we do a shot to the Jack but I want you to gargle gargle like, gargle yeah. So I gargled the jack. I'm like, yo, I can do this. It's a double shot. Kurt wasn't fucking around. So I do the guard I'm like, yo, I got this. And I heard that if you gargle the jack, you get fucked up faster. But he's like, he grabs my throat. He's like, you can't swallow until I say you can. Yo, I've never been more fucked up in my life. Right? <laughs> you ever do? You ever have some drinking experiences with Kurt Henning?
1: I hung out with Kurt a lot. Me, Kurt, and uh, Razor Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, we had a contest one time. Because Scott Hall knew more about me than the rest of these guys. And Scott's uh-huh. like, man, he, Scott calls me Papa. Man, Papa's fooling all you dudes, man. You guys think Papa's this black fucking rapper pimp, dude. Fucking Papa's a fucking biker gangster, man. I'm telling you, this motherfucker, you know, he knows more country music than you, Kurt. And Kurt's like, you don't know. So we picked Hank Williams Jr. And one of us would start singing the song. We don't stop. They don't have to come up. Mm-hmm. I beat his ass. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, Kurt was, I never knew the reason behind gargling it. I think it was just Kurt ribbing people to get them to gargle it. Because yeah. I don't know if you're going to get any higher from gargling or not, but um, that's what we do. And I, I just did the Stone Cold podcast too long ago, mm-hmm. and we gargled shots for Kurt because that wasn't Kurt anything. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and like I said, I, was, I wasn't going to, like, back down. Like, yo, Kurt, yeah, even if I threw up all over the bar, I was going to do it. But the minute he grabbed my throat, I was like, I'm fucked right now. I, I ain't never seen on. that. I ain't never seen him <laughs> grab
1: somebody's throat. I can imagine if he grabbed somebody. Uh, I've never seen him grab somebody's throat.
0: Yo, it's nuts, man. But I, I want to talk to you about Papa Sean before we start wrapping up here. Um, I mean, again, great character, man, and and so over it. Disappointing though, because here you go. You do that running at Mania 8. I know people ask you all the time, were you? I don't give a fuck you were late at night. You missed you, whatever. But Mania 8, you're doing a run in a Hogan and Sid match. Fucked up thing is once that pay per view is over, Hogan's gone. Sid's gone. You still got Warrior temporarily. But it's like, do you feel like maybe because these guys just started to bounce the federation to do, do other things or for unknown reasons that it kind of hindered your growth with that character?
1: Oh, yeah. It, 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 I got thrown through the wolves especially with Sid was supposed to do a job for warrior. He quit this and that. They had nobody else with heat on him. So I kind of got thrown to the dogs, but that's business, bro. And I always, I'm a business, I'm a Mm businessman, And so, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, uh, On the thing on being late, they just sent me late. I never even knew I was late. I just knew that when they sent me, I was supposed to go. Um, Like I said, I was going through a bad divorce at that time. So Hogan Warrior said They didn't have shit meant anything to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean nothing. He, I was,
1: I, I fuck. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I didn't care about Hogan. No, was no friend of mine, right. Still isn't.
0: Oh, to this day, you know. I mean, did you have a personal beef with him, Hogan, or is it based on, on his backlash and the shit? Doesn't that he was even saying? matter. All right, it doesn't
1: you. even matter. You know, he's not a, he's not the good guy people think he is. Let I've, it go I've with heard that.
0: that. I've, I have heard that, man. But um, as, as we wrap it up here, throughout your entire career. What would you say is, 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 I know you don't like watching wrestling. There's no reason to watch today because it's it's literally the drizzling shits. But if you had to go back and recommend your favorite match, the one match, say, hey, man, I did that. I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a former IC champion. What's the match that you go back to of your own?
1: I don't have it, bro. I mean, I don't see how people are are honest when you've wrestled thousands of matches. Mm -hmm. I don't see how people can be honest and say that was my favorite because you probably forgot half of the ones you did. You would have to ask me, what was your favorite match against The Undertaker? It was, was it Papa Shango? Was it Kama? Was it Goodfather? Was it Godfather? What was your favorite match against Bret Hart? Was it? You'd have to ask me, what was my best match against that person? There's too many matches, bro. I see people send me shit on Instagram of matches that I don't even remember having. I'm like, oh, I don't remember wrestling that guy. I mean, so I, I can't. I don't have anything like that.
0: All right, let, let me change the question then. What's the best backstage fight you seen?
1: There was, uh, I seen, uh, I, I didn't see a lot of fights, bro. It
0: was. You uh, were probably too fucking high.
1: I see Delo Brown hook Ahmed Johnson, and he had him hooked. It were where me and Ron Simmons were telling Delo, let him up, let him up, let him up. But there wasn't a lot of fighting in the back. Not when I was there.
0: That, but you said I can't you,
1: think of I can't think of one fight besides breaking up that D'Lo Brown fight. I can't tell you all those
0: years there. Another one. You you mentioned your 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 best friends with with Taker, but was there a rumbling backstage over a hat or something like that? Yeah, no, nah, that was
1: in a hotel room. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was in a hotel but, room. But you, room. You we you were had you had just fucking party. around.
0: There was no heat.
1: No, well. No, there weren't no heat, but me and, me and Taker used to get drunk and beat the hell out of each other for no reason. And that was more of a biker thing. Yeah. It was more of a tough guy biker shit thing than it yeah, was. That's but showing love. Finally, oh, one day, we stopped beating each other up.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, man. You know, we, you we, get
1: drunk. I love you, bro. I love you, man. Right, yeah, when it's I all said. God, it. God, I love you, man.
0: You know, that drunk shit. She gets sloppy at the bar sometimes, man. <laughs> especially after a couple of bottles of Jack. Yeah, but listen, Woo. man, before we, before we bounce, tell the people, I don't know, if you, I know you got some merch there. You got the great Smoke Train shirt going on. Um, tell them where they can find your merch, where they can hit you up. Let them know.
1: Uh, the, the merch that I have is on uh, ProWrestlingTees.com, where we have our own s- a site. I have a lot of shirts on there. Uh, of course, my cannabis line in California. But the best way with me is my Instagram, man. I'm very active on there. I am the godfather. Well, one word on Instagram, on Facebook, I'm the WWE Godfather, but I'm, I'm not on there too much. I usually spend a lot of time on Instagram. All right, I try to keep the smoking part away from the WWE Godfather part. That makes sense, but it don't always work out that way.
0: Well, they already know. What was they fighting like? Oh, that's him. We, we yeah, found I him. just
1: you know, you know, Vince really wanted to fuck with me. He could mm-hmm. over my name, and they're so Is cool he old with me
0: does okay okay
1: he own yeah he sure does papa shang all of them and he's so cool with me that i don't try to do nothing to disrespect him or anything because bro he's been super taker actually said i, I swear he said this a couple of days ago he goes you know vince has got a special place in his heart for you and he goes vince likes
0: real people he uh-huh. goes and
1: you're a real dude he goes and vince sees that so he really appreciates real
0: people that's awesome man you, you see yourself going back for anything other than like you know the manias uh to just no, sir. 11's light? no sir. No sir. No, no. You were there for that taker tonight, though. Did you take your appreciation? Yeah, night? I didn't wrestle. No, you didn't wrestle. But I'm just saying. But it, just to be back in the atmosphere with the boys, um, they, if they, the guys, the guys that some. used to run with, they're all wrapping their careers up now. So you really don't have a reason to go back to hang out with the young guys. But just no. to be there one last time, was, was it? Was it a good night? Um, like
1: I said I'm under contract with them. Um, if they asked me to do something, I would do it. But I'm cool with not. <laughs> I prefer I'm not. Real just busy, bro. I, I, clear. I, 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 I'm usually home Monday through Thursday. I'm on the road every weekend, so I mean, I'm cool just to chill. I, I'm all right. I'm not looking for no work.
0: You, you got a new business you want to put over? No, nope. nope, nothing. Everything good. So You, nope, you just bro. living life now.
1: I, I'm basically retired, having fun, bro. And you Dude, know, that's a beautiful. All thing. these little things. I have a lot of little things that I, you know, that I'm doing, but I don't have no business or no job. And don't want one. Yeah, don't need one. I'm going to go another two years. No, I'm going to probably go another two years. And my youngest, my oldest is 34. Mm -hmm. And my youngest is 18. And we just sent him off to college. And so we're going to start wrapping it up pretty soon. uh, I'm going to disappear. Then you won't hear from me at all. I'm going to be growing my hair and growing weed and just staying high and hanging out with my wife and my dogs.
0: You an empty nester now? How is that? Oh, yeah. Yes, I am. like?
1: A really empty nest. She's gone.
0: But yes,
1: (laughs) this is the first time in my life that me and my wife have lived together by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because when I married her, I had two kids and she had a a, a young one too. And so we've never lived by ourselves. So This is pretty cool. And then she leaves me for two weeks.
0: Again, brother, parallel lives, because I'm going to celebrate my 21st wedding anniversary next week. And we've been parents the whole the whole time we've been together. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, we, we've been parents the whole time. So my 20-year-old just moved out. My son's 15. He's never home. So I'm like, yo, a couple more years. He's going to bounce. I can walk around my dick swinging around the house. I got to worry about nothing. So- I ain't got no pants on right now. <laughs> I don't need to see. I don't, well, we don't want it. to smoke I that I just blood. put on
1: this shirt. I just put on this shirt because you were <laughs> fuck. I'd be naked all
0: day. Good. Well, bro, listen. I could chop it up with you all day. I hope I get to do this again before you you wrap it up and disappear off the planet. Um, on top of that, man, the next time I'm in Vegas, if you don't mind, I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna smoke some of that weed with you. I want to oh, do this. We gonna have a good time, But ladies You'll have and gentlemen, a good
1: time, I guarantee you,
0: it has been the one and the only, the WWE Hall of Famer. You know him as Papa Shango. You know him as the Godfather. But that is the smoke conductor now. Puff one up for the boy. It's uh, it's been a good time, man. I really appreciate you taking it here. Anything you want to say?
1: Just everybody stay on that smoke train, baby, because I am.
0: You too. Ladies and gentlemen, we're out of here. It's been the Midnight Hustle. We out. Can you dig it? Peace. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?